Welcome back to another episode of When I Say I Mean. I am your co-host, Austin. And I am your other co-host, Adrian. So, if uh, you've been following the news at all, or um, if you've been on Reddit, I assume, um, you've seen, hopefully, that Mark Zuckerberg has been testifying for Congress for the last two days. Basically, they're like like five-hour sessions at least that so anyway um i I can't imagine how long that must be like five hours (laughs) five hours yeah (laughs) but like it just seems like anyways i don't know what you say in five hours um other than congressmen a lot apparently or congresswoman Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh so for those of you who are not following the news or do not frequent Reddit. Um, hats off to you. Uh, but um, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is testifying before Congress because of the potential data leak to Cambridge Analytica. Uh, who is Mark Zuckerberg? Oh, come on now. Everybody knows who Mark Zuckerberg is. He is the founder hey, hey. and CEO and owns 60% of shares in Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. For, according, basically according to himself, he is Facebook. Yep. Um, so, uh, he's famous for wearing a t-shirt. Um, a hoodie, yeah. I mean, he's more famous for being the, the Facebook. Um, but he's also famous for that. It's like Bill Belichick. Um, he wears a hoodie, but he's most famous for being Bill Belichick. Anyway, right. uh, Cambridge Analytica is a data analysis firm uh, who acquired information about, uh, I think it's like 80 million Facebook users yeah. uh, through, like, normally when, like when Yahoo lost millions of its members data that happened because of a like people hacked into yahoo uh that is mm-hmm. not the case for cambridge analytica they got all of the information that they got through like normal facebook channels uh there was a a quote like breach of trust between facebook and the uh, research group that sold the data to Cambridge Analytica. Um, but nothing is really illegal. Ironically, I think it's ironically, it seems it's because uh, Mark Zuckerberg did not uh, read the user agreement between the people who are doing this research and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, What does all this mean? Why? Uh, who are the winners and losers, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What do we it, think about it? Was, it? Yeah. So first off, I was going to make a joke about how um, Facebook was supposed to be like telling everybody, all of the 80 million people who potentially got hacked. And I was like, well, it doesn't really matter if they tell me if – I was hacked on Facebook because it would go through my Yahoo account, which definitely has been hacked. Probably, yeah. So my information is out there. <laughs> um, 
did you did you also i'm assuming since you were mentioning all the memes did you see all the videos of like him trying to explain how the internet works to yeah which is just embarrassing uh like yeah that's embarrassing for the people who are trying to like can the senate not bring in experts to ask questions right. to Mark Zuckerberg, like, is that off the table? Because that definitely should have been the case. Like, uh, right. I think it's Orrin Hatch now famously asked, how does, essentially, how does Facebook make money? And just, like, drip, <laughs> dripping with snark, Zuckerberg says, Senator, we run ads. And then he just it's smirks so at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Go like, yeah, I'm sure if you haven't seen it already, you need to go watch it because he he like pauses for like a long time. Like are you kidding me? He delivers the line and smirks and like all of his like friends behind him are just laughing like at just a ridiculous question. But at, at but that point it's not I'm a like, ridiculous question. But that, at that point I'm like how uh, like how is how do we expect them to find out anything? Right. That was that was my most like my biggest concern after watching that and laughing at it was like what's to like I do believe that like Zuckerberg actually does care about the people's information to some extent and not just selling it away. But like what if he didn't, right? Like it I don't really get the sense that oh, that I don't anything would really come from like they wouldn't really know how to stop him or like what to yeah. do if they don't even understand how to make money with ads or just Facebook. Someone gave a shout out right. to their their son who is an aspiring Instagram star. It was just like it was just a mess. Uh, yeah, in my in my opinion. So I personally, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg cares about our data. Um, that's probably fair because like the appeal of advertisers on Facebook is that they can target it to specific people. Um, Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's why he's worth, uh, I don't know how much he's worth, but I do know his net worth increased by $3 billion during the hearing. So nice. uh, Just because he owns so much stock in Facebook and Facebook stock went back up. Um, Right. So, like, that's that's the reason Cambridge Analytica is involved with mm-hmm. Facebook because it knows it can target people with data from Facebook. Um, right. So, yeah, I I have been a long-term cynic for Facebook, uh, though mm-hmm. I like I begrudgingly have Facebook um, because. As much as it doesn't feel like it's a monopoly to Mark Zuckerberg, it's kind of a monopoly. Mm-hmm. Um, like Messenger is a really useful app, and I don't want to lose my Messenger contacts because I don't like Facebook. Um, I told somebody the other day that I don't let anyone see my pictures um, on Facebook, and I don't put any data on Facebook. They asked me if I was like a conspiracy theorist, and I was like, "Wait, no, wait, am I? It, like, it's not a, it's not like people do steal your data from Facebook. Is is it really right. a conspiracy theory? Um, That's the other thing, uh, kind of about this whole 
this whole thing, and maybe again, like we're just cynical, but like if I if I was really concerned about the information that I'm putting on the internet being stolen, then I wouldn't ever put anything on the internet. Right. Like, there's a level of my understanding where if I put something on the internet, it's gonna be out there forever, and like somebody can take it. Mm-hmm. Like they're like i don't know it's it, to me it's just like a product of the fact that we're using the internet um yeah is that this information is going to get out there um well, and so to hear that this happened through facebook doesn't really surprise me because like it it's it, it honestly surprises me that it hasn't happened sooner yeah um i mean it has just through like illegal means mm-hmm like I'm kind of under the standing assumption that anyone could steal my identity if they really tried. Yeah. Um which I do think that that makes me more cynical about the internet than lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't see that as being cynical. I just see that as that's what happens on the internet. Right. Which I guess is pretty cynical. Right. Now that I, you know, say so, it. So um, but you like Colbert said, uh, and people are appalled, pretending that they didn't know that this could happen on Facebook. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the the pitch of Facebook is connecting everyone to everyone. So why are you surprised when people learn things about you? Right. I guess it's without your permission, but like right. Facebook stalking is the maybe primary use of Facebook. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like finding out information about people has always been a factor of Facebook, even for casual users. Like, that's what it was made, f- like, in a sense, that's what it was designed for. Right. From its very beginning. Well, kind of. Someone was also very awkwardly asking him about a uh, face match. That's a yeah. a fun exchange. He talks about I don't know if I'm if I'm Mark Zuckerberg, I don't think I would ever reference the social network. I think I would just pretend no. that it was about a different guy named Mark Zuckerberg who invented Facebook. Um, <laughs> Although, because he's not for he's he's kind of a villain in the social network. Yeah. Although uh, I was, I was listening to NPR and they were talking about the social network, mm-hmm. and they were saying like in some ways he came out of that like kind of like even better um or just kind of like i i don't really know how because i i i haven't seen the movie but that was the same sense i got from the movie was that it was just kind of like this is kind of this terrible person doing this thing but apparently like it actually increased his worth as opposed to decreasing it like i would have thought well that makes sense because everyone's like oh this guy's a genius um but he's also kind of terrible but Mm -hmm. terrible people make money all the time it's true it's true so uh go ahead should should we regulate Facebook? I guess we kind of already asked a question about what needs to be regulated. So maybe, right. uh, in in some ways, I do feel bad for Mark Zuckerberg because mm-hmm. 
I'm guessing when he invented Facebook, he never considered that he would be called to testify for uh, dismantling democratic institutions. Um, Mm -hmm. I get like that. I would, I would assume that's an unforeseen consequence for him. So Facebook, because it's, because it's so just everywhere. Um, I think people are trying to put more responsibilities on him that he can reasonably expect, like reasonably be expected to take responsibility for. Yeah. I also think though, too, as, as like the self-proclaimed man of Facebook and the primary shareholder, like he kind of puts himself into that position. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, should, I guess that's a good question. Should he be held responsible for things that happen on Facebook? Um, and what what does know. that look like? Yeah, I think I think that he should. Um I think just because of that reason that he is proclaiming or like saying like I am Facebook, like I am everything that's behind it. I was the creator of it. I know how it all works. Um and and so to some extent, I think he should be held accountable to that because he probably did know about some of these things, or all of them. Uh, he d- um, like he knew about Cambridge Analytica in 2015, right? So which is wow, three years ago, right? So yeah, I do think that he should be held accountable for it, um, just but what because is it? of the nature of the, of the position that he's in. What does that look like? What does that look like? I think Mm -hmm. it looks like him testifying here. I think it looks like him being the one who tells us what's going on and what um, they're doing to prevent this in the future. Um, And if he can't do that, I think it would look like him stepping down or, or letting someone else step up into a position where they can make the changes that people are asking for. Um, but the thing is, like, what what's going to happen? Like, unless there's laws that are passed to re- that re- regulate um, Facebook and other social medias, nothing mm-hmm. really stops him from doing, continuing to do what he's doing and basically just do nothing and make lots of more money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so is- I th- I think that he he should be held responsible. A because he's claiming to be the f- the face of the company and B he's making the most money out of anybody, uh, um, from Facebook. Just in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so it is, is Facebook itself. Should we say Facebook needs to be doing things like, uh, preventing hate speech or stopping foreign governments from interfering with elections? Because, like what's the what's the point of Facebook? Because if it's to connect people, you can connect all kinds of people who don't necessarily uh, conform to normative behaviors, like um, uh, like ISIS. I'm sure is on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. 
white supremacist groups are on Facebook. Uh, every, like everybody's on Facebook. Uh, so is is the goal? Is the so uh, yeah? What's the goal of Facebook? And if it's to connect people, why should it be held responsible for enforcing democracy or maintaining democracy? And if it's not to connect people, um, should, yeah, if it's, if the point is not to connect people, um, then I think Congress does need to step in. Yeah, and I, I don't think that, I don't think that, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook should be held accountable for the destruction, quote unquote, destruction of democracy. Um, Are you quoting me there? I don't know. Probably, (laughs) yes. I wouldn't say destruction. I would say undermining. The undermining of democracy. I would not not say that is on him because I agree with what you're pointing out is that this isn't, this isn't, or this is a, a face or an internet whatever this is social media which connects people it's not about he didn't create facebook to try to push you know beliefs one way or another political views or whatever the goal is to just have a place where people can connect um and so in mm-hmm. that way i don't think that i don't think that he should be held responsible i think he should be held responsible for people's information getting leaked out in different ways that those people didn't necessarily agree to. Now they may have agreed to it because everybody goes to those things and it's like, do you accept these terms of agreements? Make sure you read them and nobody reads them. They just hit check and like you could be signing your life away. Mm -hmm. So in that case, like again, they don't need to be held, you know, liable because of the, I didn't read. I didn't decide to read through this long list of things to see how my information was going to be used. Um, so what? So again, what does need to be held held accountable is if the information was being used ag- ag- against the people's what the users were allowing, which in some cases it was, I believe. Um, but I don't think that there's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really think that there should be they should be held accountable for people trying to change people's opinions on their interface. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I don't think that that's that, that that doesn't seem like it should be on the interface. That should be seem like it should be on the user, which mm-hmm. probably is an unpopular opinion. Yeah. Um in my life, I've only ever read one terms and conditions of use, and that was mm-hmm. right before I got a surgery. Um, mm-hmm. And then right after I got out of surgery, I told the nurse that their terms and conditions don't make any sense, and she just straight up ignored me. I was making great points. Um, <laughs> but I think I think people take you less seriously immediately after you... Um, get like wake up from anesthesia yeah um that's reasonable i don't know because uh, i they were they were great suggestions but that was the only terms and conditions i've ever read um let me think where i was going with that uh yeah i don't i don't know um i think 
in some ways user agreements are intentionally obtuse um which uh, i forget which senator said that uh but he's he basically said just enough with the mumbo jumbo of um terms and conditions just say right up front this is what we're going to do with your data this is what might happen with your data do you agree to that or not mm-hmm. um but like yeah uh so is i'm just trying to think of how how we regulate other things that might be like facebook so yeah. does does facebook count as a scam and are scams illegal cuz i don't really know um does it count as a media corporation and then do antitrust laws kick in uh like people are talking about with maybe what is it AT&T and um Comcast wait um, no there are no it's um um shoot something cable um Time Warner cable yeah yeah um so then how do you break up Facebook if you're breaking it up um so i i guess i think i mean right now things are on the user mm-hmm. because they're i think for the most part we're kind of assuming people we're assuming for some reason that uh social media platforms won't intentionally misuse our data right which i don't uh, i think that's kind of naive because that's how they make money right. um like to me cambridge analytica is the cost that we pay for free internet right and i th- i think that's that is kind of like the big idea right is like somehow like for as long as the internet's been around we've kind of just like blindly trusted it Mm -hmm. um like like think about amazon even like it i'm just typing my credit card information into a website that like i trust because it's been around for a long time and that i know that it's it hasn't hasn't previously stolen your credit card information right right Mm -hmm. but like you just you just like blindly trust these things and how many other times have i like bought like concert tickets or something else on like another website that's not even as well known right yeah it, it it i think there's just like a overarching overarching like trust in the internet which it just like kind of blows my mind when I think about it because like if anything that should be the one thing that we trust the least with our information. Yeah. Um. Again, we're kind of sound, it sounds cynical maybe, but like I, I uh, don't know. We just we just don't think about it. We just don't like. We, I think we are kind of naive when it comes to information on the internet. Hmm. You no, know, it also blows my mind with where we trust people driving Uh it's insane like you mean like other people on the road yeah 
We're driving like just death machines at seventy miles an hour, just so, like right next to each other. That's yeah. that's insane. Anyway, yeah. um, <coughs> but uh, yeah, I qu- here, sure. Go for it. I have a question when you're ready. I guess uh, I don't want to. I don't want to blame other people. Especially like, I I have I don't like anything on Facebook, um, because I know that people can make assumptions about me because of what I like. And, like, I don't want to say like that much, and like I don't share information because I was paranoid about people seeing it. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I have always been paranoid about Facebook. Um, and now that seems like a good decision. Uh, but is it, is it really better to be in a world where paranoia is the better decision? Probably not. I, I like, I like that there's that trust, but there's like, it's nice to have that trust, but when the trust is broken, should there be a way to enforce that breach of trust Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. Cambridge Analytica, what nothing they did was illegal because there's user agreements between everyone, even Mm -hmm. like Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. Allegedly Mark Zuckerberg says he doesn't know. Um, So nothing that they did was illegal, uh, but people feel like their rights were violated. So how and should there be a way to enforce that? Um, yeah, I th- I think it I think it does come down to just being more a not blindly trusting everything on the internet. Not that you can't trust things on the internet because you have to have trust, I think, for like societies to sustain. But, like, um, actually looking into, like, terms and agreements. And to the one senator's point or congressman's point. Yeah, I think it should should be be on the companies, yeah. It should be more open. And I think that that would be where the best regulation comes, Mm -hmm. is is if the – and and it probably already is regulated, right? That they they pro- to some extent that those terms and agreements are there. But I think that that's where you need to crack down. It needs to be easier for the user to understand what they're what they're signing up for. And in mm. that case, if you make it if you make it very clear to your user, because right now you yeah you do check it, but like and you could read it, but it's not very clear and it's not very easy, especially for people who are not like both legally and tech minded which is probably like a small number of people. Yeah. Um, Do you remember when Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec was talking about their agreement with mm -hmm. Grizzle? Basically his... Because of Star Wars? Yeah. His his speech that he gives is basically what we want from tech companies. Mm -hmm. And it it happened in Parks and Recreation, but it didn't happen in real life. That's That's true. So, so I think I think that's where the regulation comes in. Um, 
uh, at least that's the only way I, I really see any regulation happening. I yeah. That's it's a easy way to shift things to be more corporation responsible. Mhm. Mhm. Here's Which I question. think maybe, I think they should be responsible. Maybe this question doesn't apply. But it seems to me that television does the exact same thing that we're complaining about Facebook doing, but we're okay with it. For instance, we if you watch a television show, it then shows ads for like a minute or so in a row, a couple mm-hmm. times per show. Um, there are political ads where people are trying to sway my political beliefs. Um, there are news networks that I can choose to watch um, that will be trying to sway my political beliefs. So if, A, is this different than what people are complaining about with Facebook? And if it's not different or not all that different, why are we okay with television doing this and not Facebook? Mm, it is absolutely different because uh, when you're watching television, you're more in control and your television isn't learning things about you um, mm-hmm. and using that to better sell things to you. Like, mm-hmm. if... Uh, Like, if I'm watching television and I see an ad for the Bell Luminati new, um, like, $1 three cheese beef burrito, and I go out and buy, (laughs) and I go out and buy one of those, my TV doesn't know that I've gone out and bought one of those. And, but Facebook, because it tracks, data from your even if Mark Zuckerberg says they don't it tracks your phone location so they mm-hmm. know if you go to Taco Bell and they have agreements where they like with credit card companies basically to know what you purchased so they can say mm-hmm. oh man we showed this guy an ad for a $1 three cheese beefy burrito and wouldn't you know it he went right out and bought one let's hit him with another one let's see what time he does it and when he's susceptible to these delicious ads, is it mm-hmm. when he's about to go to sleep? Because then we'll hit him then. If it's uh, right when he's leaving work, we'll hit him then. Or she, whoever, it doesn't matter. Your TV doesn't do that. Your TV doesn't. <laughs> your TV isn't watching you in the same way Facebook is watching you. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. That makes sense. So, so then I guess like, is it? more about I don't know what's the problem I guess like uh, people I think people want to think that uh, people don't know where they are all the time and they expect yeah uh, there's an expectation that you're in control of the things you think about as being yourself. I'm not really sure what that last statement meant, but um, you're just in control of what you're doing and what you see. Yeah. 
And when when things are tracking you, you're aware of that. Yeah. I I will I will just say if you're worried about like people knowing where you are at all times, you shouldn't carry the electronic box in your pocket around with you. Mm-hmm. Actually, you should just get rid of it. Um, or uh move to a more um politically unstable country. Uh yes and no. That might have other issues. Uh, I don't know. If you go to Somalia, I don't think the government would know where you are all the time. That's true. That's true. But again, you might have other issues. Right. You might just be randomly killed. Right. So, okay, real broad question. I don't think question. we're saying anything positive. I'm not. I, I have no intention to be positive about Facebook. Okay. But do we need to be worried? <laughs> like, I don't as know. As me, as an... As and Facebook user. Mm-hmm. Do I need to be concerned? And if so, why? Um, you need to be concerned if you're concerned about people knowing information about you, what you like, and maybe being able to predict what you can do or will do. Um Personally, I think there are much more important things to worry about on the internet, like people stealing your social security number, things like that, or just mm-hmm. your identity. Um, and to, to me, that's as likely to happen as people getting your information from Facebook. So, um, so the information that people might be getting from Facebook, what does that look like? Uh, what you like, who you support politically, uh, when you like to watch TV, when you like to eat things, basically just so your life even, and your, your habits. So this isn't even important information. Well, it depends. Is your life and your habits important? I mean, yes, but the knowledge of that is not important. It depends on who you ask. I guess. Okay, I was I thought they were like taking my email address and like potentially could be like getting into my. Well, like, they already have your email address. Right, right, right. But like, you could get into my email and like look at all my Yahoo Mail stuff that was already hacked by Russians. Or well, whatever it was. I mean, so that could already be happening. There could be other agreements uh, with like Cambridge Analytica had or whoever Cambridge Analytica bought the data from. Um, And people are just selling your data to third parties and you don't know if it's happening because it hasn't been like brought to public attention yet. So Mm -hmm. like that could be happening, but what we know is definitely happening because that's how Facebook makes money is selling your life habits to people who want to sell you things. Hmm. Okay. So if I if I am worried about other people knowing those things, I should be concerned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Uh, but if about that? if you think that makes your life easier and more convenient, then don't worry about it. Okay. Um, I think you should only be worried about it. So I watched an interesting video uh, from my favorite recently deceased YouTube channel, PBS Idea channel. Um, Rest in peace. About, yeah, about um, 
the right to be forgotten. So in Europe, there is a, you, you can say, Google, I need you to unlist this search result because I don't like it. About, like, if, if, um, so I have, like, a 10th grade science project that I did that you can see if you Google me on, uh, Google. And if I'm in Europe and I say, wow, this is really embarrassing, I want this to be unlisted from Google search results, Google has to do that for you. Um, but only in Europe because uh, free speech is less of a thing in Europe um, and they are much more concerned about people having long-term information about them, which unfortunately for like the levity of this conversation goes back to Nazism. So mm -hmm. p the German government was keeping like detailed records of people for their entire lives and then once they started killing Jewish people, they used that to find people who were Jewish and kill them. Mm -hmm. So in, in Europe, there's a much greater distrust about corporations, agencies, governments, keeping information about you um, and storing it long term. So they have this right to be forgotten, um, which limits free speech. Yeah. Put quotes around that. That may or may not actually be a limit of free speech. Depends on who you ask. Um, so it's, it's interesting that that exists in Europe, but doesn't exist in Facebook. Um, yeah. so th like that, that's the worry, right? People, if they know your habits, they can find you and kill you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know if people would express that as the worry, but that's, that's the worry, right? Like if, right. if Google wanted to kill me. I don't think it would be very hard for them to do. Right. And they could send a cool robot dog to do it. I think that's an episode of Black Mirror, actually. Sounds like it. Um, or if, like, uh, like Pepsi wanted to kill me, I don't think it would be, like, they could find me anytime. Mm -hmm. Facebook can find me anytime. Uh, the government can find me anytime. So... I mean that's the real concern. I don't. Uh, I'm not concerned about that. Yeah. Um. Like I'm paranoid, but I'm not that paranoid. You right. know. Right. Because because paranoia can only get you so much, so far. Soon it just uh, I think it. And then uh, you can't do anything. Oh, okay. That can take you pretty far. Uh, <laughs> Like, but I like, was thinking, like, down rabbit holes and conspiracy theories. I was thinking, like, paranoia to not, like, have your pictures be viewed on Facebook about, like, future employers looking at them versus, like, mm -hmm. paranoia that the government is trying to kill me so I go out into the woods with nothing else and, like, survive right. in the... That's, that's real... For... That's real paranoia and not just, like, right. caution. Right. I am a, a risk averse, as someone once said. Maybe that's maybe that's the takeaway. Use caution on Facebook. Use caution on the internet. Yeah, I would say just most of the time. But yeah. I'm very risk averse, uh, so.
Also, like, I think another thing is, like, if, if something shows up on Facebook that you don't like, just don't read it. Use ad blocker. You could do that. Um, then you're just oh, sticking it right to Zuckerberg because he doesn't get any money. Yeah. Stuck it, Zuck. Uh, that didn't work <laughs> out. Um, it was a worthy try. Thanks. Um, there was one good piece of advice that I, I heard the other day. If something is free, then you are the product. Hmm. So that that's just a good like rule of thumb to remember. Yeah. So I was also listening to NPR again because I've been listening to NPR a lot lately, which I would recommend, to be honest. Um, and they were talking to this um, this lady who has done, like, studies on social social media or whatever. And she was suggesting, which I think we suggested when we talked about social media a while ago, which I believe was, like, our first episode, by the way. So I think we can, like, read what we said at this point. Like, first or second. Um, but, like, talking about paying, like, subscribing for... Oh, yeah, media. yeah. Um, and she was, like, saying, comparing it to, like, our TV or Netflix or your cell phone, right? You pay for all of those services. Um, and so, like, in a sense, like, why... And, and she was also saying, too, like, looking at what like Facebook is making per person or something like that. It's only like 20 cents a month per person. Mm -hmm. That's not a lot. That's not a lot to pay for. Right. And so not misuse of data. Right. And so think about like going on Facebook and not seeing any ads, not having any concerns about your data being sold, your information being sold. And it's, you can do half of that. You can do half of that with ad block. Anyways. But, like, (laughs) that's not the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. No, Um, I know. Is that by, like, I don't know. I I think we we are very. We sell ourselves out. Yes. For not for not much. And then and then we don't realize that that's what we're doing and we get upset about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Realize that's what you're doing. And then think, hey, would this just be better if I paid for it? Because in theory, technically, you are paying for it because nothing is free. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like Facebook makes money. So. Right. Interestingly, they, Spotify they, does not. Really? Yeah. Because so much of their revenue goes to uh, producers and studios. Mhm. Spotify has never made money, though it's worth a lot. Wow. It's weird. That is weird. Anyway, well, use caution. That's my advice. Yeah. yeah. And I think just be aware too, like not again, not to try to like break down trust, but like I, I don't know, just like have an understanding of what all happens on the internet and what could happen. Mm. I don't know. Call me Teddy Roosevelt because I'm antitrust. Oh my goodness. 
Anyway, on that note, Adrian, any do you have any recommendations? Oh. oh, my final thoughts are use caution. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we just we did say our final thoughts, I guess. Yeah. Uh, recommendations. Um, this past, to be honest, it feels it feels like the it's been a long time since we have recorded a podcast, but maybe that's just because this week has been long. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, but anyways, last, anyways, last weekend sometime, I think it was Friday, we watched, me and my roommates watched 21, um, a movie about Blackjack. Um, well, it's not really about Blackjack, it's about these college students who go to Vegas every weekend and count cards in Blackjack. And win lots of money. And then other things happen that I won't spoil because that's kind of the point of the I mean, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. It doesn't matter. Good. So you can learn you can learn a lot about variable probabilities. Um, you can talk about um, the Monty Hall. Yeah, they give you the answer to that. Um, which... Literally, me and my roommates were like trying to like figure it out for a long time after that movie. We're was it like, after that? Uh, oh, it wasn't from the episode of uh, what's it called? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, no, I don't know. Oh. What you're referring to Kevin but and uh, Captain Holt get into an argument about it. I don't, I, that sounds vaguely familiar now, but no, they talk about the Monty Hall thing in the movie. Yeah, I know. Anyways, and for some you re- can learn. Go ahead. For some reason, I watched it in like AP statistics. Yeah. After the AP test was over. It's, it's it seems about stats. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like crazy appropriate for school. Yeah, there's they're not even gambling. That's like the whole point of the movie. It's like we're not gambling, we're counting cards. It's math. But they're kind of gambling. Yeah. Like the uh, legally they're gambling. Yeah. Anyway, um the Morpheus is in the movie. The guy Oh, nice. Morpheus. Yeah. The whole movie, I was like, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, "Who is this guy? He looks so familiar." And I was like, <laughs> "Morpheus." <laughs> um, but shout out to Boston, they go to MIT, and the one thing that the scene they were drinking Dunkin' Donuts, and I was like, "Yep, this is right." Ugh. So, anyways, twenty-one. That's my recommendation. If you like math. You know what? Even if you don't like math, you might still enjoy a movie. Who's the lead in it? Because I feel like Jesse Eisenberg should be the main character of that movie. It it, it should be, but it's not. It's some other guy hmm. that it, it's like discount Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. Who honestly? That's probably before his time. Maybe I don't know. It's on Netflix, by the way, for all you Netflix users. Um, Are you a fan of Jesse Eisenberg? I don't know. I so I saw him in a movie called The Double, um, which is based off of Dostoevsky's second short story, The Double, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he is perfect as that role because he's a crazy, socially awkward guy who sees a really suave version of himself appear in the world who just takes over mm-hmm. his life and he slowly goes crazy. So that, to me, that's mm-hmm. like the perfect Jesse Eisenberg role. And I also yeah. think he's like great as Mark Zuckerberg. Um, that's like the only role he should do mm-hmm. in my mind when he does that he's great um, I thought he was phoning it in for uh, Now You See Me because everyone was especially the second one. Oh my you saw that? okay never mind <laughs> uh, it was such a bad day we were I'm supposed sorry. to go see Arrival, and mm-hmm. then oh. it was. We went to the theaters to go see Arrival, and it was sold out. So we're like, "What oh. are we gonna do?" We like drove That's around. That's a for disaster. A while. <laughs> <laughs> we drove around for a while, couldn't find another theater that was showing Arrival, and so then we ended up going back to one of my friends' house and watching. Now you see me too. Oh. It was <laughs> such a bad turn. Of I'm sorry. Um. I have not seen Batman v Superman, but I hear he's yeah. terrible in that. So, yeah. but it's Batman sure. v Superman. So, I'm not sure if I'm a big fan of him, but I think he does have niche roles. He's kind of like he's kind of like um, who's his name? Can you be uh, more specific? Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield. No, before Garfield. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. An actor I can't really stand, but when he plays Nick Carraway, it it works. He should like voice puppies. <laughs> I think that'd be a good role for him. Anyway. Oh my goodness. Anyways. <laughs> my recommendation, recommendation for this week. Uh, so as I as I alluded to, this I I did a lot of time at school this week because mm-hmm. I was submitting a second journal article. And the deadline was yesterday. So I was at Clarkson way too much. Uh, so yesterday, wisely or unwisely, oh, shoot, I need a, nothing. nothing. Um, I, <laughs> I didn't do some homework that I should have done. or that I, It's due in like a month, but I should do it because it's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And instead, I watched Paddington. So Paddington is a movie that I have been wanting to watch for a long time because Paddington is the godfather of animated bear movies. In one of the very first scenes, someone spills a bunch of oranges all over the place, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is, like, I've been calling it the godfather of animated bear movies. This is really the godfather of animated bear movies. Don't don't completely spoil this because I want to do this as a whole podcast episode after I watch it. Oh, okay. Uh, It's on Netflix for all you Netflix fans out there. The first one is. Um, I'll probably need to rent Paddington too. Um, But it's great. Um, If you are a if like if you like Wes Anderson's visual style, but are like weirded out by the flat monotone characters with like secret weirdly dark things going on Paddington is the movie for you because it's like Wes Anderson's visual style but it's just a fun movie about a family who adopts a bear um for 
and it, it like it's not as like slavishly devoted to the, the visual style as Oscar Anderson is. There's one time where it throws in a Dutch tilt, and I'm like, oh, introducing the villain. Nice, nice use of the Dutch tilt. Um, if you don't know what that means, YouTube can tell you. Um, anyway, yeah, it's just a. I don't want to say it's a fun family romp because that just sounds like a movie review, but it's a fun family romp. Um, <laughs> Hugh Bonneville, who is Lord Grantham from Downton Abbey, is amazing, uh, just in general. But he's great in this in Paddington, um, just because he should like. There's no way he should be in this movie, but he is, and it's great. Um, he does like a Mrs. Doubtfire thing at one point. It, yeah. Does it anyway, live up Paddington. To all of the ratings on Rotten Tomatoes and everywhere else. I I think um I don't know. Um So Paddington 1 only has a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Only and 98. I think it yeah, I think it gets a boost because people are like, "Wow, we thought that was going to be terrible, but it was pretty good." So now I'm really, I I really need to to see Paddington two before I can weigh in okay. on the on how good it is, because in Paddington two, people go into it expecting it to be a disappointment, right? Like they're they're looking to be disappointed by it because they were like pleasantly surprised by Paddington one, but it mm-hmm. blew everyone out of the water. Paddington right. two is one of two movies with a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the other is The Godfather two. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Paddington 2. I'm worried my expectations are too high. Um, <laughs> but, but we'll see. Uh, that's my we'll recommendation. See. Yeah. And tune in into the future for the episode when we talk about Paddington and Paddington 2. Because ever since Easter, the, I've wanted to it, be. It's, it's the yeah. godfather of animated bear movies. All right, we will wrap it up there. All right, thanks for joining us. I'm logging yes. into Facebook right now as we're wrapping nice. up. Use <laughs> and we'll see you next week. I am. Yep.